Well, hello, and thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Minivan Moments Family Podcast. My name is Nick Calhoun, and I'm your host. Man, it's awesome to be with you. Uh, I'm actually recording this on a Friday. Uh, the temperatures outside are around 14 degrees, and so uh, it is brutally cold. And I'm hoping that we are nearing uh, the end of this this rough winter weather. Uh, if you're like me, it's just been it's just been daunting. Uh, it's been just taxing emotionally and physically. It's just not not been a fun winter. But nonetheless. Jesus is still on the throne. He still reigns. Uh, His mercies are new every morning, and so we will rejoice uh, and be glad in them. So we have been going through the book of James. Um, If you're just now joining us, this is a podcast designed for teenagers and their parents to listen to together. I know, crazy, crazy thought, right? But the idea of the podcast is to be 10 minutes or less, uh, to be conversation starters, to talk about specific topics um, or, or Bible passages, uh, to really um, break down any walls that, that might have been built up in, in, the, in the home uh, that is, is, is hindering communication. Because we, we really believe that when communication is at its best, the family is going to be at its best. And so we just want to come alongside and help you uh, talk to one another and give you conversation starters to do just that. And so we're in the book of James. Uh, I love the book of James. It's one of my favorites. It's one of the first books uh, that I studied when I became a Christian. And uh, I love it for a couple reasons. One, I'm kind of a simple guy. Um, I, I'm, I know a lot of things biblically uh, just from education that I've had, but I love James because of its simplicity. And I love it as it's very applicable. And when you come to many passages in the book of James, it's as if, if you're reading um, almost like Proverbs. It's, it's been considered the Proverbs of the New Testament and very proverbial, very short, quick sayings that are memorable, uh, but also applicable. Um, as we talked about uh, the last time is that we want to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And, and James is so good in his writing to help the, his audience No, this is what it means to live as a Christian. It's kind of his whole goal in this letter to these churches is that I want you to know how to live out your Christian faith. And in that time, they're going through great persecution and they're going through great trials. And he's saying, remain steadfast. Continue to hold on to the word. But then we go into chapter two and he shifts a little bit on us. He goes into this idea of of partiality. And he starts off in, in James chapter 2, verse 1. He says, my brothers. Obviously, he's talking to, to fellow saints. He's talking to brothers and sisters in the faith, churches that he loves. He says, my brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. He says, show no partiality. And, and, and when we want to think about partiality, simply what he's saying is don't, don't show favorites. Don't have favoritism towards people. And he goes into this story about um, if you're in a church setting and you're in an assembly and two individuals come in, one wearing fine clothing and gold jewelry and one wearing shabby clothing. And the, the, the imagery here is that the one that comes in wearing the nice clothes, the jewelry, 
is immediately taken by the church members, set at the front of the church, shown special attention, but the one with shabby clothing, the one that uh, is considered to be a poor man, is asked to sit in the back or sit at the feet of of that person who is maybe leading, which is a, a sign of, of dishonor, um, a sign of being lowly. And, and what he's saying is, if you're doing that, you're wrong. He's saying, if you're playing favorites, you're wrong. And I think what happens is we don't like to admit it, but we oftentimes are very guilty of partiality, of being... Uh, are showing favorites to people around us, oftentimes based on externals, based on what we see rather than the person that they are. And really what he's wanting them to understand is that what you need to be concerned about is the heart of the person, not what they look like, what they're wearing, uh, or who they are. Oftentimes we show favoritism based on status or wealth or popularity, or money, or beauty, fame. These are the, the, the things that we look to. And when we see a person that possesses some of those, those attributes, we're, we show them favoritism. And it may be in a large scale, in a, in a situation where maybe you don't know the person, uh, but it might also be in your personal life. Maybe somebody at work, maybe somebody at school that has status, that has money, that uh, is considered to be beautiful from an outside perspective, and we oftentimes gravitate to them. But what I see in those situations, what's so concerning, uh, and James says it as well, is that when you put yourself in a position like this, judging others, your judging is filled with evil thoughts. And, And my view on this is that those evil thoughts are that you are trying to um, to show favor to specific people in an effort to earn favor with a specific people. You see, you showing favoritism to the higher-ups, so to speak, those who are maybe popular, those who are wealthy, those who, um, who have something maybe you don't, you're showing favoritism or partiality to them, not because of the person that they are, but oftentimes because you want what they have. And in, in being with them, being associated with them, maybe people will read the same thing about you, or maybe they'll share some of that wealth, or they'll share some of that status with you. And so what we find is that our evil thoughts are fueling our judgment of others. And as we're gravitating to the wealthy, or the popular, or the beautiful, we're missing these other people that are right there at in, in our lives, but we're throwing them to the side. We're asking them to sit in the back. We're giving them the scraps of our life, so to speak. And he ends this passage, he ends James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, talking about the difference between mercy and judgment. Because he goes on and he says partiality is a sin. Like it's not something we just sweep under the rug, but it is it is a sin that we must repent of. And he says, rather than judgment, show mercy. Rather than judgment, show mercy. And what he does is he brings the reader back to the reality that as sinners, we were wicked and filthy and disgusting and rebels of the one true God. We were running from God. We wanted nothing to do with God. We were that man in shabby clothing. 
And instead of sitting us in the back, God pursued us and chased after us and rescued us and redeemed us with the blood of his son, Jesus. God extended us mercy. God is a good judge. He does not have evil thoughts. We were deserving of wrath, yet God shows mercy. So how much more should we be inclined to show mercy to people around us, to not judge them based on what they look like or based on who they are, but rather extend mercy to all in hopes that some might believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because that is the goal. That is the mission of the Christian life, right? The goal of Christian life is not to be happy. The goal of the Christian life is to be holy and to bring others into a relationship with Christ Jesus as he tells us to go make disciples, to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And as we go, we're going we're gonna to encounter both groups of people, the wealthy, the rich, the famous, the beautiful, but then you're also going to interact with the poor and the lowly, and the least of these. Rather than showing judgment, show mercy to both, knowing that both desperately need Christ. So the question that we're going to end with in our time today is this. How can you be extending mercy to people rather than judgment? And why do you think you are oftentimes inclined to show favoritism? Because I think it's something that we would all agree that we do at times, but maybe don't want to admit. Why are you inclined to show favoritism and partiality? And are you doing that? And do you need to repent? But how can you be extending mercy to people around you so that they can not just know about Jesus, but can hear the good news of Christ and and be redeemed as you have been redeemed? Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back next week.